This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate those of you who are watching today. Very likely have some watching today for the first time, and thank you for tuning in to watch Getting to Know Your Bible. Now today we have a, a lesson I believe will, will uh, interest all of us. Beating the devil at his own game. Stay tuned as we discuss that topic today. Now on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a Bible course. This course is free. It's conducted by mail and we want you to have this Bible course so that you can learn more about the Word of God. And in order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive it, we want to pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail. And it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call toll free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read now from 1 Peter chapter 5 beginning in verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may, but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Since the dawn of time, Satan has been against the human family. It wasn't long after God created man and placed man in the Garden of Eden that God saw that man needed a companion. In Genesis chapter 2 and in verse 18, we are told that God saw that it was not good for the man to be alone. So God created a companion for the man. God took a rib from the side of Adam, and from that rib, God made the woman. And when the woman was presented to the man, the man said, this is in uh, the 23rd verse of Genesis chapter 2. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. So God created the home. And there were some reasons that God created the home. And 
some motivations behind the creation of the home. One of those reasons was the prevention of loneliness. Notice Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18 again. God saw that it was not good for the man to be alone. So man needed a companion, and that was one of the reasons God created this relationship. Another was for pleasure. In Hebrews 13, verse 4, the Bible says that, uh, that marriage is honorable and the bed is undefiled. There's a certain part of the relationship that was designed for pleasure between a husband and his wife. But another purpose that God had in the creation of this relationship was the procreation of life. To that first couple, the Lord said, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. It is God's design that children come into the world within the parameters or within the framework of the, of the home or of the marital relationship. Then another reason that God created the home was the, to prevent sin. In the seventh chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul said to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, every wife have her own husband. And God also designed marriage to be between two people, a man and a woman. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 again. Every man should have his own wife, every wife her own husband. There's to be a husband and there's to be a wife. There's to be a man, there's to be a woman. Now someone says, well, that's not the way it is anymore, Brother Lambert. That's the way God designed it in the very beginning. And I know people have a different way of stating that today and believing that today and pro promoting that today and practicing that today. But you know, Jesus said from the beginning it was not so. And, and it gets down to, the, to really a question, do we believe God or do we believe what a man has to say? And so God created the home for all of these different reasons. And it wasn't long after the creation of the home that, that Satan began his work of wreck and ruin. And he came into the Garden of Eden and, and he deceived the woman. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1 says, The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Now listen to what the devil did in verse 4, what he said. The serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Here is when Satan began his work of trying to destroy the human family. And the way he did that was by encouraging man to reject the Word of God. And so here was Satan's attempt at destroying the human family. And since the very beginning of time, Satan has still been working to cause 
honest, good men and women, boys and girls, to reject the Word of God. He's still doing that today. And then in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 19, we read of a further uh, work of Satan when we read of a case of polygamy. When we're told in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 19 that Lamech took for himself two wives. That was in direct violation of what God's intention for the home was. Then in Genesis the 6th chapter, we read about widespread wickedness throughout all of the land. And when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, and the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. And because the earth was corrupt, verse 11, God destroyed the world with water. There was widespread wickedness. Well, back behind all of that wickedness and violence that was in the land, there was the devil. Then in Genesis, the 13th chapter, we read about other efforts on the part of Satan to destroy the home when, when Satan encouraged polygamy. Uh, or rather, uh, not polygamy, but sodomy. In Genesis, the 13th chapter in verse 8, uh, there was a strife between, between the herdsmen of Abram and the herdsmen of Lot. And so they separated and they went their ways. And then when we come over to Genesis, the 19th chapter, there were two angels that came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom, if you notice in verse number uh, 1. And Lot saw them, and he rose up to meet them, and he bowed with his face toward the ground, and he said, Now, here now, my lords, please turn to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. And so uh, they said, No, we'll spend the night in the, in the open square. But... He insisted, verse 3, so they turned into him and entered his house, and, then, and he made them a feast, verse 3. And then before they lay down, the men of Sodom, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people, they surrounded the house. Now what did they want? And then verse 5, they called a lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out out to us that we may know them carnally. And that was a sin before God. That was again was Satan's work. Then in Genesis the 19th chapter and in verses 30 and 31 we read of a case of, of incest when Lot's daughters uh, went into him and they bore children by their father. All of these were Satan's efforts to destroy the human family. Then in Genesis, the 25th chapter, and in verse 28, we read of a case of partiality of a father and mother toward their children. There were two boys, and there was Jacob and Esau. And Isaac loved Jacob, and Rebekah loved Esau. And there was partiality shown by these parents. And that caused trouble between these brothers. In Genesis, the 34th chapter, in verse 2, we read of a case of rape 
when Shechem defiled Dinah. And then in Genesis, the 39th chapter, we read a case of an allurement. When young Joseph was sold into Egypt and finally found himself in the house of Potiphar, and day after day and time after time, Potiphar's wife would come to him and try to induce him to, uh, to lie with her. But he refused. In Genesis 39, he said, I can't do that and sin against God. And he ran away from her. And she caught a hold of one, uh, part of his garments and left that behind. And she used that against him and lied about it. And it caused him to be put into prison for a period of time. All of these were efforts on the part of the devil to destroy the human family. In the very beginning, right there in the book of Genesis. And friends, I want you to know Satan is on the move now. Well, what's he trying to do? He is attempting to destroy our young people. He wants to destroy the youth of the land. And he gives them certain philosophies and lies in an effort to do that. For example, some young people will say, well, you know, there was a time people believed in God and they believed in certain standards of right and wrong, but things are different now. Well, my question is, who says so? And who is it that makes things different now? Some politician? Some movie director? Some soft-headed preacher somewhere? Is that who makes things different now? Somebody says, well, you know, no one's going to know if I do it. No, no one is going, but God will know. God will know. And sometimes young people say, well, it just seems the right thing for me to do. It just feels right. Well, you may feel right and still be wrong. And someone says, well, I think, Brother Lambert, that, that I have a right to do as I please. Well, from the standpoint of the Constitution of the United States, you are free to do whatever you want to do, so long as it doesn't violate the law of the land. But when it's from a biblical point of view, no person has the right to do as they please unless they're doing what God said. And somebody says there is no God anyway, so why not go ahead and live as I want to live? There are those today who would tell you that man is no more than an animal, that he is no more than a, some kind of an ancestor of a dog, of a coyote, of a horse, a cow, or, a, or an earthworm. And man is no more than an animal. And if man is no more than an animal, then friends, we don't have a moral code to live by. And I don't know of any time in the, my lifetime that the moral standards by which people live have been any lower than they are today. Well, what's happening? Satan's on the move. He's on the move. He's trying to destroy people. He's just trying to destroy our present generation of young people. Now, let me tell you, there are a lot of young people today, many young people, who try to live right, and they try to do right, and they try to live as God would have them to live. But on the other hand, there are those who think that morals are relative. 
You can do anything you want to do so long it's the way you want it done. And that's the reason many are involved in drugs and alcohol and, and promiscuous sex and the like. Because Satan is on the move. He's trying to destroy the home today. He's, he's robbed the home of parents. There are many, there are thousands, I started to say just many, but there are thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of young people today who do not have a parent at home. They have taken God out of the home. Prayer and the reading of the Bible has been removed from the home. Dedicate, dedicated Christian living is, is, is a thing of the past in many homes today. And discipline is no longer practiced in homes. Children are allowed to roam the streets and do as they please without any restraint. That's just Satan is on the move trying to destroy the home today. And he's trying to destroy the nation in which you live and he does that one person at a time. Solomon said righteousness exalts a nation but sin is a reproach to any people. And it takes people to have a desire to live right to make a nation right. In Matthew chapter 5 and 6, Jesus said, Blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. David said in Psalms 32 and 12, Blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. Could we honestly say that in America that God is our Lord? Do, do, do we really continue? Believe today that we are one nation under God. I believe in God. But the way that we're living in America today, I do not believe we are worthy of saying we are one nation under God. We ought to be one nation under God. Do we really trust God? God, God is still God, and there is a God in heaven, Daniel 2.28. And we need to get back to believing in God and serving God, but Satan is doing everything within his power to destroy this nation. He is on the move today. Rome was destroyed because they took God out of the equation. They took God out of Rome. And when we take God out of America, or we take God out of any nation throughout the world, that nation is on a, on a course that leads to disaster. God will destroy all nations that do not serve Him. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Not Psalms 9 and verse 17. And Satan is, of course, wanting to destroy the church. He tries, but he never will. Because the kingdom of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, will stand forever. Daniel 2, 44 Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28. But he tries, Satan still tries to destroy it by such things as misrepresentation, by false teaching. But I think one of the most successful ways that, that the old devil tries to hurt the church is by apathy of the members of the church. They just get to the point they don't care anymore. Well, why do I say all of these things? Because I want us to see that Satan is on the move today. He has always been on the move. He's always been after mankind. Now, I believe we can beat the devil at his own game.
I believe we can defeat him. Fact is, he is already defeated. His destiny is sealed. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41, Jesus said, Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So he's already defeated. But we have to defeat him in our lives individually. So we can defeat him. How can we deal with him on a daily basis lest we be overcome by him? So how are we going to beat the devil at his own game? Well, could I just make just a few suggestions to you for your consideration? First of all, you need to put on your armor. You can't go out to fight without your armor on. I don't know of an army that would ever win a war unless they had all of their, of their soldiers armed and ready for battle. And if you want to beat the devil at his own game, you better put on your armor. Let me read to you a few verses from the 6th chapter of Ephesians, starting in verse 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. Well, why should I do that? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. But we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the, of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having, your waist, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Do you have your armor on? Do you? If you want to beat the devil at his own game, you better get prepared. And then secondly, Stay in the Word. You've got to stay in the Word if you want to beat the devil. In Psalms 119, David said, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. There is a certain element to the Word of God that helps to purify our hearts and strengthen us in the inner man that we might be able to stand against Satan. You've got to stay in the Word. I have never known an individual whose habit it was to study and to read the, God, the Word of God in a, on a daily basis and, and saturate their hearts and their minds with the Word of God and then that person get out and to live a worldly life. Now maybe there's some exceptions. Maybe you know an exception to that. But I'm just telling you my, in my experience. I have never known a person who immerse themselves in the Holy Scriptures and then that person live like the devil out here in the world. Oh, no. You see, the Bible helps us defeat Satan in our lives. But then also, if you want to beat the devil at his own game, you've got to spend some time on your knees. And you've got to ask from hell. Jesus in Matthew 6 says, uh, said, pray like this, lead us not into temptation. 
but deliver us from evil. We have to ask God to help us defeat the devil. But then another thing we must do is we must walk in the light as Christians to defeat the devil. 1 John 1 and 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us. That means it just keeps on cleansing if we walk in the light from all sin. And so we walk in the light. And, and then we have to put up some resistance. If we resist the devil, he will flee. James 4 and verse 7. In 1 Timothy 6 and 11, Paul told Timothy, flee these things. And then he told him certain things that he ought to flee. And then he told him things he ought to follow. And then he says, fight the good fight of faith. We've got to flee. We've got to follow the right things. And we've got to fight the good fight of faith. Put up some resistance. Satan can be beat at his own game. And it's up to you to do something about it. Jesus died that we might be free from Satan. If the Son makes you free, you'll be free indeed, John 8, 36. And he died on the cross to save you from sin. He died on the cross to purchase the church, Acts 20, 28. He died on the, on the cross to purchase your redemption, Ephesians 1, 7. And when we obey Jesus Christ, our sins are washed away in His blood. We're to, to hear the gospel, Romans 10, 17. We're to believe the gospel, Mark 16, 16. We're to repent of our sins, Acts 3, 19. We're to confess our faith in Christ, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And we're to be baptized into Christ, Galatians 3, 27. And when we do those things, our sins are washed away in Jesus' blood. Why tarriest thou, rise and be baptized. Wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. You see, that's the way you're going to beat the devil today. And when you have your sins washed away in that blood, the Lord will add you to His family, to His church. Acts 2 and verse 47, because Christ is the Savior of the body of the church. Ephesians 5 and verse 23. And I would urge you to beat the devil at his own game. Well, why do you want to let the devil win? when you have help to beat him, to destroy him, to defeat him in your life. And no doubt right now there's someone watching this telecast who's having a struggle in life. And it may be something that you, you just feel helpless about. But let me tell you, you put it in the Lord's hands and you obey what the Bible teaches one must do to be saved. You'll beat the old devil at his own game. Now, May I encourage you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And I want to thank you for watching today. May God bless you till we meet again. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 
3-6-5-8-0. Or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.